folks, welcome to the podcast, When I Became a Gator. I'm your host, V. Paylert. We're back with season two, where I connect with alumni, see where they are now, and how their time at UF shaped their lives, careers, and passions. This podcast will focus on the stories of various alumni around the country in hopes of bringing together the Gator Nation, one alumni at a time. Today, I'm joined with a very special guest, Ellen Kostevich, and we're excited. I'm excited to hear uh, Ellen's stories. Um, lots to share, and we'll just kick off and start with um, Ellen. Can you just tell us where you grew up, um, uh, what you studied at UF at the time when you were at UF, and what you did shortly right after graduation? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me here. Uh, where did I grow up? I actually grew up, I was born in the Philippines, but I grew up in Canada, became a Canadian citizen there. So I was born in the Philippines, raised in Canada, but heart is here in the U.S. Um, moved to Florida um, when I started high school and then graduated from the university in 92, which... We'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. And um, just as an icebreaker, I have some photos that I want to share. Let me share your first photo. Um, the photo, the first photo that I showed was, or that I shared, was actually, I was an FSA. Um, I'm one of the founding members of FSA uh, here at the university, or at the university. And that was the first ever competition that we did as uh, the Filipino Student Association, and we won first prize. Um, and that was the um, uh, um, the dance competition that we have every year and uh, with the university. But uh, that was a dance competition that we held with all the rest of the other organizations, um, and we won first place. So that is the picture that I shared. And that's everybody that was on the FSA dance team. And do you remember, was this your freshman year or your sophomore? That was my sophomore year. I want to say 80, yeah, I want to say it's my sophomore year. Yeah, this, everyone looks um, great in all the, can you tell us what the traditional like uh, outfits that you were wearing were called? Yes, the one that I was wearing, I was wearing one of the yellow outfits um, that has the, the poofy, the arms. And that um, is the uh, um, Maria Clara. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, the dance that I performed then was the tinickling, which is this, the, you know, when you, the, the bamboo um, dance where tinickling is actually birds and the birds are jumping in between the bamboos, which is supposed to be like, you know, the, 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 uh, stems of the trees and such. So that was the dance that I danced um, with that particular um, costume that I have on. And you dance in the dress? Yes, yes. Wow, yes. that's amazing. All of those, yeah, all of those costumes, that was taken immediately, immediately after the, the um, when they announced who the winners are. So everybody, you know, when they gave us the, when they called uh, Philippine Student Association one first place, everybody just kind of like rushed to the stage. We were given a, um, the trophy and everybody obviously, you know, had to take the pictures and had to get their pictures taken. That's, and so, yeah. That's so fun. <laughs> I mean, that I'm, I'm even just impressed by tunicling in dresses, like full length skirts. That's very amazing. <laughs> Um, so the second photo is actually a lot of the same members that were on the first photo, but mm -hmm. 30, 25 years later. 
Oh, wow. That's amazing. So this is, that was taken at our um, reunion, uh, uh, FSA reunion. And if you look at the pictures, every, you know, everybody was there with their partners, their children. And um, we were even 25 years later, just the camaraderie and the closeness of the organization members, you know, 25 plus years ago to, to then, even up until now, where you know I did my math and it's about 33, 34 years after wow. um, when we first originally met, and we're still just as close. Oh wow! So I to share kind of like the you know the bonding and um, and just the closeness of of the Filipino Student Association. Yeah, and I I also was able to participate in the Filipino Student Association, even though yeah. I'm not Filipino. I felt like it was such a family. Um, everyone was really welcoming and a lot of my good friends were also made there. So that's really glad, good to hear that you all did stay in touch. Yes, we did. And our kids and now our kids, you know, are, are start, a lot of our kids are, are at the university now also. Oh, so wow. it, it's really great, you know, and, and um, introducing them and walking them through the halls and then telling them about FSA. And, and some of them are even now, um, you know, with the Pekanibans and, and the Estrellados, all of them are now even presidents and vice presidents, and these are our children. So it's, it's exciting. It's great. It's such it's such a legacy, also, just to see where it started from. Where you said you founded FSA, the Filipino Student Association, and how much it's grown and even continued throughout the years. Are you? Does that um, was that one of your proudest moments? Do you think um, at UF? Oh, definitely. Yes. I mean. Definitely, because I mean, we started, we started with just us calling each other a club, a small handful of us, I want to say about eight of us were at the rock, uh, which we call the rock, which is, you know, the, the statue, yeah. <laughs> the potato, whatever, everybody, you know, yes. <laughs> you know, in front of the Turlington, which then, I mean, none of us, you know, none of us oldies, OGs call it, um, potato or whatever you all call it now um but uh, we call it the rock in front of gpa because that's what turlington used to be called this general purpose building a and b so um in front of gpa and we you know we were just kind of together and they said we said hey let's let's have have a party <laughs> and then from the party just you know there was only the eight nine of us and and we would actually go uh to people that looked like us and there's very few and say hey are you Filipino do you want to do you want to come and join our party and um and it just grew to starting out with eight and we were so excited when you know the count became 22 wow. and then when it became you know 45 and then 62 I mean I remember the first um uh big um um ball the end of the year formal, we had 88. I remember it was 88. And um, and that was because we had dates and everything coming from outside the university. And now like, it's ridiculous. They have to put a cap on how many can actually go into the ballroom, you know, because exactly. they have to meet fire code. <laughs> so it's crazy, yeah. And I think um, now um, my husband is Filipino and I think just like that experience alone, just like, meeting new friends in FSA was just a great experience for me at UF. I didn't know a lot of even 
fellow Asian Americans like going to the university. So again, I have also a special connection with FSA and I'm glad that you were one of the founding members. That's so exciting. Um, just a little bit of a segue. Um, can you tell us about what you studied at, at UF and how that shaped um, your career and your passions and or you know how you pivoted even? Yes. So I actually started the university because I wanted to go into business. Um, had a lot, a lot of um, experience and I and background with business because although my parents um, were professionals, um, my, my mother's a director of nurses and, and my father is a lawyer, they also owned businesses on the side. And so I've always kind of been interested in having my own business. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, I should go the business route. And, um, and so I thought that, okay, that's what I'm going to do. But I did not do well in economics. <laughs> and if you were going to graduate in business, you had to take equal one, two, and three. And I took equal one with Denslow, which I did not do well. And I then decided that I needed to change. And um, my passion what at that time was I really loved creating and the design aspect of things. And, and, um, and I decided that, you know, I, I think I wanted to go interior design and architecture. And uh, that's actually what I uh, graduated in. So minored in, um, major and minor interior design architecture. And, um, and that's what my degree is in. <laughs> <laughs> and can, I know um, what you pivoted to now, but could you just share kind of like the challenges that you uh, faced when you were starting your career? You did share with me um, in our earlier conversation about Hurricane Andrew, can you just talk a little bit about that and how you kind of pivoted um, during that time? Sure. I actually, um, you, you know, I, I graduated uh, after after the I graduated in '92, and at that time, um, Hurricane Andrew just hit. So when you're graduating in '92, um, and that was during the recession. And so there was not a lot of architectural firms or design firms really that were hiring a lot, you know, and, and so in the ones that were hiring, fortunately in 92 things started kind of picking up, but at that time, because of hurricane um, Andrew, a lot of the architecture firms, nobody really was hiring in Florida just because Florida, you know, with, with Miami was was really damaged. And so a lot of the architectural firms are obviously in the larger cities like Miami and and uh, Miami and Orlando. And they really those that were hiring were hiring primarily for the um, the reconstruction and, and um, you know, renovation of Miami. So gr as a graduate at that time, you know, they're gonna, those that are hiring are gonna want to hire those that have already had the, grad, uh, had the architecture design experience. And they're not gonna hire, you know, newly graduates that have not had a lot of work experience yet. So, and, and even at that time, you know, I remember looking to see what job opportunities are there for me. And, you know, the people that are in the Miami, you know, renovation, reconstruction, um, you know, that were hiring, were hiring people from Atlanta. Okay. So at that time, I was just like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I was working then as a student in, um, in records and admi admissions over at um, Santa Fe Community College. And it was about February when uh, the registrar um, 
uh, George Huber at that time, came up to me and said, hey, you're graduating with a, a degree. And one of our admissions counselors is actually retiring. Would you be interested in that position? You've been working, you know, in our offices for a couple of years. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> at that time, I, I told him, I said, of course, I, you know, I, I was being hired for a full-time job with benefits. I, I'm here in Gainesville where home is for me. Um, it, it just made sense. Uh, I did tell him that, um, you know, I'm going to say yes to this um, only with understanding that, you know, that my degree is in architecture. And if I get a position in the field that I will, you know, only work at such time. Um, but, you know, life takes you in different directions and has different pathways for you. I actually stayed at um, Santa Fe Community College as an admissions counselor um, advisor uh, for four, almost five years um, until I moved to the University of Florida because I really um, was working uh, also as international coordinator at Santa Fe at that time whenever the international coordinator at that time um, was not in. So I was kind of shadowing her and was her replacement every time she was not around. So I really started kind of delving a lot more into um, international students and international counseling, working with um, the visas and such. And that's what brought me to, um, you know, the international, um, working with with international students and which, which, when the position opened up at the University of Florida, I went and took that and, and, and it, it went on. And yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> and I think um, that just speaks to how your uh, velocity to be able to pivot and change. So like, what advice would you have to alumni now of like, if they're looking for a new career opportunity or looking to pivot from like what, you know, they studied or what they are currently working in now, what advice do you have for other alumni? I think that, um, you know, first is it needs to make sense. I, uh, you know, only you will know where you are in terms of the importance with does it make sense financially? Does it make sense, um, you know, for, for your family, for you? And, you know, sometimes even, it, even if things don't, things are never always going to make sense, um, but in deep in your heart, you kind of have that trust your gut instinct sometimes. Um, and I say sometimes only because, you know, again, you need to take into consideration that there are things, there are things that may not make sense, but gut instinct tells you that it's the right direction. And you kind of, you, you know, when things kind of just fall into place, when things are are not very hard for you, that the path is kind of just laid out for you. So when that happens, then you know that, okay, let me take a chance, but always, 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 and I say always, always have a backup plan, that if anything should fail, that there's something that's always going to cushion that fall, if there is something that does, if it doesn't go through. Right. So in the sense of me, you know, um, it was time for me, I've been in um, higher education, um, with both within Santa Fe Community College and with the university, like 25 years, and it really was actually even more than 25 years, 28 years, 
And it was time for me, it was time for that change. And everything was screaming it at me, you know, in all angles. And, and my backup was, you know, was my partner was my husband in and, um, and in that sense, that made me um, more brave adventuring out there, knowing that if I fell for any reason, there was going to be somebody that would support me and that would still help me take care of my family, right? Um, so, no, but that's but, great to hear that you were able to like listen to your instinct and kind of shift and uh, pivot. Can you just tell us briefly what you do now? I am now um, a realtor. Um, I am licensed here in Florida. And, um, and, and although that I don't work, although I am only licensed here in Florida, it does not mean that I cannot help you with your, I got to put a plug, okay? <laughs> it doesn't mean that I cannot help you um, anywhere actually nationally um, in the United States, but also around the world. We have a very, very good referral system. I know agents all over the country, even all the way down to the Philippines. And, and so if you are needing a home, bought uh, to buy a home or to sell a home, please call me first. Um, please call me first because I can help connect you. And, um, you know, I do get paid also. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, it's a great time now in 2021 for folks to buy or sell. So yes. uh, thank you, Ellen, for sharing that. And um, just wanted to just go back into when you were at UF, what were um, some of your other favorite memories um, when you were at UF? Um, you know, so aside from, aside from being in the Philippine Student Organization, I was also really active with one of my one of my platforms actually when I became because I eventually became the president of the Filipino Student Association in I believe 1988-89 um, um, the fall and fall going into the spring and at that time it was um, you know we were starting to develop FSA so a lot of it was mostly Filipinos but I wanted to us uh, I wanted to bring more than just the Filipinos together. I wanted other cultures and other, you know, people to be able to um, become a part of FSA. And, but at the same time for FSA members to kind of learn from other cultures. So I became really kind of active in being in Club Creole. And I actually danced um, um, with Club Creole um, my last year where we, again, Club Creole won. So I, I'd like to say that you know, the, the first place award followed, followed me, but, <laughs> but, you know, but really being able to um, become a part of HSA, I had, I have so many friends in, even now um, th that are, are very, very near and dear and close to me that are, you know, from the Hispanic Student Association at that time and, and um, boyfriends from when I was in Caribsa and then, and then being very close to the, the, the people that are in Club Creole, my my dearest and best friends in the world are, you know, are um, Haitian. So to me, being a member of other organizations besides just my own um, and, and then be, being made really like family in those organizations, I think are what brings the best members for me because even now um, they're all my best friends and uh, being able to show my children that um, the inclusivity of others and, and um, just embracing, 
anybody that yeah anybody that does not look like you does not mean that they are cannot be um embraced yes totally i 100% agree with you um also finally just wanted to just wrap up and uh, just share with our listeners what you do uh, to have me time downtime or relax when you are relaxing Oh gosh, I love to create. And I think that's part of being a designer. Um, I love to create. So every time that I I hate to be still, Um, every time I have any moments or time where I don't have to be, you know, mother, daughter, um, friend, where it's just Ellen time, I will take, um, gosh, I don't even know everything, whether it's crocheting, knitting, um, I quilt, Um, I'm a fiber artist, so I do mixed media things, not just with, um, with different fabrics, but with, um, with paper. I love woodworking. I love power tools. I love gardening. So really and truly, it's just um, anything that is available. I'm a very, very big proponent of um, being um, eco-friendly, recycling. And so, you know, when I see, when, when I, when I see something that's, I don't know, can that's already dead and doesn't have any more ink. I'll look at it and say, can I make something out of that? You know, whether decorative or or whether useful. And, um, and then I expound on that. And to me, that's, um, it it continues my thinking process, my design process. But at the same time, I I feel that I'm also helping, um, you know, keep the earth wonderful. (laughs) Yes, totally agree. Um, And lastly, is there any um, kind of like shout outs or any friends that you want to just thank and just um, let them know that you're thinking of them? Sure. Gosh, there's so many. I'm hoping that this is seen, um, you know, not by the Asian community, um, but all, all of my friends out there internationally. Um, in the different organizations that I've been. I'm going to give this, this podcast a shout out. I want everybody to see it. Of um, so everybody from my FSA peeps from my college years, um, all the way starting back in the 1980s, and all of my ambassadors, um, also in, you know, in the Asian Pacific Islander, you know, affairs, um, as I, as I moved and transitioned out to the, um, out of the university. Um, I, you know, like y'all are the the world to me, Um, not just then when I was in school, but um, also when I was working at the university and even now as a realtor where all of these ambassadors ambassadors are are contacting me to make me continue be a part of their, um, um, you know, family by selling them their homes and, and, you know, introducing me to their children now. So really not one particular person, but the embodiment of what makes, you know, APIA, APIA, and all the rest of the others (laughs) that are out there. Yeah, that's great. Thanks again to Ellen for sharing your story with us on the podcast. If you're interested in learning more, take a look at the links in our show notes of this episode. On behalf of the UF Association for Asian Alumni, thanks for listening to When I Became a Gator podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you find this episode. To find out more, please visit ufasianalumni.com.